Thanks for listening to Marketing B2B Tech, the podcast from Napier, where you can find out what really works in B2B marketing today. Welcome to Marketing B2B Technology, the podcast from Napier. Today, I'm joined by Farzad Rashidi. Farzad founded and is now the lead innovator at Respona. Welcome to the podcast, Farzad. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. So, Farzad, we'd like to start off by you know asking our guests how they got to where they are today. So, can you tell us a little bit about your career journey? Sure thing. So, I started my career in marketing at a company called Vizme. Uh, have you heard of Vizme, Mike, before? Yeah, absolutely. They're a presentation tools company. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So it's an all-in-one visual content creation platform for businesses. We came around the same time as Canva, kind of went down the B2C market, and they've now become a household name. We took a different approach, focused a little bit more on the business side of things, so we cater predominantly to SMB and enterprise. And so I joined as the first marketing hire at Vizme, and we basically grew the company completely bootstrapped to over 20 million active users. And uh, the way we acquired all these customers and users has been predominantly through our content and SEO. So right now, Vizme's website's getting cl- close to about 4 million monthly organic traffic. And uh, so lots of lots of trial and error to get there. However, what, what was really key to kind of help skyrocket our traffic at Vizme was our off-page promotion tactics, which basically helped us build relationships with relevant authoritative publications in our space. And those tactics were sort of done all over the place by manual work and spreadsheets and whatnot. So we put it together under one roof and it was sort of an internal software for us for for a little while and it just worked ridiculously well and we decided to release it as a standalone product. So that's kind of the backstory of how we ended up with Respona. And did Respona spin out as a separate company or are you all the same company? Separate entities, however, we are self-funded in a way. So we are funded by Vizme. They're technically our investor. But yes, we were kind of incubated out of there. So it's pretty cool. So you did so well with the first company, you were able to fund a second. That that sounds awesome. Thank you. So you talked about, um, you know, your off-page SEO activities, and and that was how you grew Vizme. So Respona is, is basically that internal product you built that's now available to the to the public. So can you give me a, a you know, just a brief overview of what Respona does and uh, what people would get if they subscribe to it? Sure. I, I mean, I don't mean this to be a plug for Respona. Uh, most of what mm-hmm. Respona does, really, you can do manually yourself. And that's actually what I recommend everyone to start. If, you know, if you're not doing any sort of off-page promotion, it's better to always start manually and kind of get a proof of concept and see if this is something that works well in your niche. And if so, then great. And uh, Respona is kind of a gasoline that you pour on that fire and help scaling things without losing that personalized touch and and that human touch. So kind of what our platform does is very simple. So from a technical perspective, you can find any website and it finds you the right people at those websites and helps you contact them with a personalized pitch, uh, both through email and LinkedIn. So there's a bunch of different components to it so that you would normally have to purchase multiple different tools and kind of duct dip them together that Respondent sort of brings together under one roof. And it automates a lot of the dirty work and a lot of the, uh, the tedious manual tasks that you can focus more on personalizing the pitches and actually building relationships versus you know dealing with overhead. Now, as far as the use cases for the platform goes, just to kind of give you some examples, there's, there's a myriad of different ways in how 
uh, we use this internally and also at different ways that customers find uh, use cases for it. But predominantly, uh, let's say you produce a piece of linkable assets and and you would like to potentially get other publications to talk about it and mention it. And then those backlinks and those mentions from those relevant publications help your domain authority to go up and, and help that content piece kind of pass on that link equity to other pages on your website. So now you start coming up in the search results for your own target keywords. So that the process though, basically just to kind of give you some examples, that there's one strategy, for example, what we call the podcast outreach strategy. And this is what I'm doing right now, right? So the way we found uh, you, Mike, and 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 uh, team got in touch with your team and found you and, and reached out uh, was all through Respana. So Respana, for example, helps you find people in your in, uh, space that have been on other podcasts and and helps you weed out the podcast that nobody listens to <laughs> and <laughs> and finds you the right person in charge of that podcast, gets you the contacts. All of that stuff is fully automated so that you can actually spend the time to do research on the podcast and see, listen to a few of the episodes, see if this is the type of podcast that we can come and add value to, and then reach out to the right person and basically ask them if they'll be open to hosting a guest because now at that point we have a pretty clear understanding of what the podcast's audience is and what they're interested in. And then we come onto the show to help the podcast host create an episode, but at the same time we get indirect awareness for our brand. And also at the same time you kind of chop this episodes into you know other blog posts, other types of content, you repurpose them. So that also gives us a, a mention or a backlink from your own website and that you know, it's a vote of popularity in other search engines. So that's one out of myriads of other different tactics and strategies that Respond helps with. So that's actually a, a really interesting answer. I mean, we uh, we're we're out guesting on podcasts as well, and and it was really interesting because we found that our SEO was improving when we started guesting on podcasts. We had no idea why it was improving and eventually we, we we dug in we found out what all the the new backlinks were and most of them were driven by podcasts so i think that's that's really interesting a lot of people are excited about podcasts but there's more benefits than just appearing on the podcast exactly and you know obviously it's not to say we're only here mike just to kind of get a backlink from your <laughs> website that, that's just a simplistic answer Obviously, there's myriads of benefits. Number one, for me at least, the reason why I spend an hour of my time is because I want to meet smart people in our industry, like yourself, building these relationships. And also at the same time, you know, that's advertising to a niche audience, helping you create that content piece. So it's a mutual beneficial collaboration that happens. And that's the type of approach that we take when it comes to any sort of average tactic, right? Uh, you know, that, for example, uh, we applied that also to digital PR, which is, I know it's one of your expertise as well at your agency. So like the way we go about kind of outreach is a little different than most people where they basically just span the world and kind of hope for the best. It's like very highly mutually collaborative type approach that we take when it comes to outreach. So I think, you know, a lot of people here, even if they're not SEO professionals, they understand that the more backlinks you get, the higher quality backlinks, the, the better your ranking in Google is. It's one of, the, one of the factors, not obviously the only one. But it seems to be that link building is, is, is a real problem. And it's kind of got tarred with this reputation of being a bit sleazy sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I'm really interested to know, you know, why is it such a problem for SEO to build those links? So it's just because it's new. Uh, so if you think about like in the early 2000s when sales outreach became a thing, like outbound, uh, I know, and, and then people discovered email <laughs> as they approached uh, when it comes to prospecting. 
everyone just started blasting emails to everyone and it was quite spammy. And, and now fast forward two decades later, now it's a much more sophisticated type approach where now the account executives that reach out to you know your dog's name and <laughs> you know they actually are reaching out with with a clear value prop and, and it's working for some of the companies. Not something we're good at at all, but you know, it's working for some companies in some certain industries. When it comes to link building, it's just because I, I feel like, and that's my personal opinion, it's just, it's simply new. It's become a thing recently in the past few years and marketers don't really know what they're doing yet. They're still discovering it. So what, what happens when you don't know what you're doing is that you kind of resort to simplistic tactics like, hey, let me just send an email to a thousand people and ask them for a backlink, see what happens. And 99.9% .9 of the cases is the answer to that question is nothing. Nothing is going to happen. <laughs> so waste your time. I know you're, you just wasted your time. So uh, I think over time, marketers kind of kind of learn uh, sort of what what strategies work. And a lot of it has to do with adding value, right? So it, you don't want to ask people to do something for you. You add value and, and create value together. And, and these sort of mutually beneficial collaborations is sort of what we are advocating for. And that's something that Respondent facilitates. That's really interesting. So you, you mentioned, you know, that there's a, a few ways to to build those, those mutually beneficial partnerships. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds like you believe link building is not just something that should sit in, in the SEO professional's role, but actually other people, you know, for example, PR should be that's thinking right. about the impact on SEO um, of what they're doing. I mean, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Of course. And, you know, I can, I can talk some examples. I feel like it's a lot more helpful than just talking in hypotheticals. So when it comes to link building, the way we define it, again, I hate that term, even though that's kind of what our industry is, just because so much negative connotation is involved with it. And the UK, you folks call it digital PR. And that, I like the sound of that more. <laughs> but as far as the, the strategy goes, it still comes down to the very basics. So one of the biggest mistakes a lot of folks make when it comes to average is that they try to build links to sales pages and like pages that they want to come up in the search results, right? That's like number one thing people think about when it comes to link building. Like, okay, I built this landing page of my uh, you know services page and I want it to come up in the search results. So let's go see if I can build links to it. And that's just the wrong approach because nobody wants to mention and genuinely talk about a sales page, right? So let me let me give you an example. One of the very successful campaigns I ran at Visme was uh, right before the last season of Game of Thrones came out. Have you watched Game of Thrones, Mike? Uh, do you know what, Farzad? I've not watched Game of Thrones. I think I'm the only person on the planet. Oh, come on, Mike. <laughs> 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 All right, you got some catching up to do. But anyhow, uh, so before the last season of Game of Thrones came out, everyone was talking about, oh, who's going to win the Game of Thrones? Right, yada, yada. And, and so Visme is a database tool. That, that's one of the unique features that you know, helps to create really cool uh, data visualizations. So what we did was to just take the data from a betting website uh, of what characters people were betting on winning the Game of Thrones and then put it together in this blog post that we talked about, okay, here's like when we predict or whom the public predicts uh, to, be the, to be the winner. And what we did then was that we fired up Respana and then uh, we looked up all the latest news articles that were published on the Game of Thrones. And it's something that you don't normally traditionally do with a PR database, right? Because it's not a traditional industry. You don't reach out to anybody who's interested in movies, right? So we wanted to be very targeted towards people who had just covered, like earlier today, published an article 
on like a character and give them a promotion. So Responda helps you find those contacts with the author and then gets to the contact information. And then we reached out and say, hey, Mike, you know, I just uh, found your article on Forbes about Game of Thrones. And uh, we just put together a really cool database on whom the public is picking to be the winner. And that brought in uh, about 60 or so press mentions, that just one campaign to that content piece. Now, you must say, does it have any business value? No, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> because, mm-hmm. yes, th- those press mentions are not necessarily something that we're directly selling, right? We're not in the movie business. However, those mentions to our website are a voucher of popularity. It's a vote of popularity in eyes for searching it. So what we call link equity, which is, means basically how much popularity you have, gets passed on to other pages on our website. So now our data visualization software landing page is ranking number one because of the amount of credibility we built for our website in those topics. So this is not to say this is the one size, you know, everybody should go create database on. The reason why we did that is because we are in the database business, right? So there's myriad of different ways on how you can go about this. But I just wanted to kind of paint a picture of an example of a type of campaign that we ran specifically when it comes to digital PR. So that's really interesting because I know when it comes to, the, to links that come in, the more relevant the site, the links tube, that, that's also good. So mm-hmm. what you were looking to do was was pitch this story ostensibly about Game of Thrones, but pitch it into articles that talked about data visualization. And so you got that credibility for being a data viz product through the content of the stories. Is, is that what you're trying to do? Yes, and and it's not to say this is all we do, right? So we we actually do those in in, in mm-hmm. batches anytime it would make sense. On a more granular basis, anytime we put out a linkable asset or any sort of pieces of content that adds some value in terms of uh, education, uh, we have other strategies that we follow. For example, we can understand okay, what are some of the older pages on that topic that have been published. Uh, that obviously we created a far superior piece of content so we can see, okay, where else they have been mentioned in. So that normally gives you a lot more uh, relevant, you know, websites that are not necessarily news publications, but other websites that we could potentially reach out to. And again, start a collaboration with uh, them to, to either give us an addition or a replacement. And, and, and again, I'm just going through different types of strategies. Each one has a different specific purpose. And that's been one of the main challenges of responders has been customer education, right? So to kind of teach people how to do these things uh, the right way. And so uh, we kind of had to incorporate a lot of these education into the product as well. So now when the users go in there, we don't just put them into this blank canvas and we're like, okay, you should start your own campaign. We give you like specific strategies you can click into and kind of walk the user through. Uh, different strategies to to kind of help them kind of do some hand holding to get put them on the right track. So that that sounds like you're aiming this product to you know almost open up access to this this part of off page SEO to people who actually aren't SEO experts. Is that is that one of your goals? Absolutely, yes. And and we don't actually require folks to be an SEO expert to do any sort of promotion because uh, uh, when it comes to getting other folks to talk about you. There's there's several benefits to it other than just the backlink you get to your own website. For example, one of the first strategies we ever ran for Respana had actually nothing to do with RSEO. What, what we did using our own platform was to reach out to other blog posts that had listed 
for example, what are some of the best tools for link building or what are some of the best outreach tools? What are some of the best PR tools? And secured mention in those listicles that basically would potentially drive referral traffic. So the goal of that campaign was actually entirely independent of SEO. Does it help with our domain rating? Absolutely, because it, you know there's a website talking about us, but that's a, kind of an indirect benefit that happens after the primary goal. And so, you know, these sort of tactics, I think any business has to do, like even if, you, for example, you're in e-commerce, like we, we have lots of online stores that use Respondo. Like, for example, one of them, and it was quite interesting, it was quite eccentric, was, uh, was a CBD gummy company that they <laughs> basically sell like CBD gummies that just became legal in the U.S. So uh, they can't do any sort of advertising on Facebook or Instagram. So what they do is basically reach out to other news publications, blog posts that have in a listed similar products or, or whatnot and, and trying to send them a free product to get themselves mentioned on there. So again, every day I find, you know, different use cases, different type of ways and how folks try to make it work. But yes, that, that's kind of the gist of it. So it's, it's, it's far beyond the scope of SEO. I, I mean, that's an interesting range of uh, customers you've got and, 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 you know, markets. I mean, presumably off-page SEO, SEO link building, I mean, that's something that applies to almost any company can benefit from that. Yes, but when it comes to developing a marketing strategy, you can't say we developed this platform for all businesses of all kinds, right? It's just a big mistake. So we have to kind of narrow down our focus on some of the more tech-savvy customers that were, they were aware of what link building is and what they were doing normally themselves manually. So we, the two target market we picked to start with, the market to, again, it, the product could be used in different ways, but that that from a marketing standpoint, the way we developed our messaging was mainly targeted towards marketing agencies because first of all, you guys are doing this on a daily, so and you normally do it at a larger scale because you're managing dozens of clients. So normally these are higher value customers for us because you're gonna stick around for a long run and also you ideally purchase a higher tier plan. And also other software companies, SaaS companies that uh, you know already had a content team that already have an seo person they already know what they're doing so it, it it's very easy for them to get the value of the platform not e-commerce bloggers publications we have a small percentage of our customers that are from those areas and they get a lot of value from it but uh, obviously you know we have to kind of pick our battles when it comes to messaging uh, so th those were the two target markets we picked that's interesting so looking at the people who you know, obviously everyone can benefit, but you're really focusing down on who's going to get the, the maximum benefit from that platform. That's a great bit of marketing in terms of identifying the target market by value. I love that. Thank you. I just need to to move on. I mean, it's a question I think at the moment everybody's got to ask, and that's, that's the AI question. Um, mm -hmm. There's obviously a lot of hype around AI, and particularly where people are using Respona to reach out to people. You know, I think that there's obviously opportunity for generative AI for, for emails. I mean, what are you doing around AI and what do you think the future is for AI in, in mm -hmm. uh, marketing? You know, it's interesting you bring this up, Mike, because we're actually in the development process now. I think <laughs> I may sound like a tech bro <laughs> saying these things, but I think AI is definitely going to revolutionize the way businesses do business. And uh, it's, it's something that's applicable to all sorts of industries, not just software, but law, like lawyers, I don't know, uh, real estate agents, all sorts of businesses are going to be impacted sooner, sooner or later. And uh, any company that doesn't keep themselves updated is at a risk of becoming obsolete. So 
as far as Responda goes, there, there are several stages of phases that we've planned. Phase one is going to be kind of creating that messaging. So, uh, you know, generative AI has become pretty good at creating very engaging emails and, and pitches based on campaign objectives. And obviously, you've got to train it, modify it. And we have a mass amount of data available to us in terms of what are some of the best practices, what are some of the best type messaging to work best. And so helping other customers kind of get into that level without having to hire, you know, or, or content manager or whatnot. And also from a second phase perspective is, is in terms of personalization. So we actually already utilize a good amount of uh, artificial intelligence in the background of Respana. Like, for example, we have an article summarizer feature where it would actually read the article and, and summarizes the piece uh, so that you can take that information and personalize your messaging. That process of personalizing your messaging is right now manual. So next phase of our product is going to go live this quarter is automating that as well. So not only will go and reads the article and also knows the author and le- reads their LinkedIn URL. So now we have information about the person. We have a lot of information about the content that they've written and we already have a pitch. So it's quite easy to combine this together and, and create a highly personalized pitch without having human involvement. And so that's something that's coming next and that we're very excited about. So what's going to happen after is predominantly going to be in terms of putting together these campaigns in the first place, right? So right now, Respond has a lot of automation that helps you kind of go through these campaigns pretty quickly. But coming up with those campaign ideas and having those done in the first place uh, is something that a human has to do, and I don't think that's required. So the next phase of that will probably be actually helping you automate a lot of that. So you kind of plug and play your website and help Respond to kind of take care of the rest. So that's kind of the direction we're heading. But obviously, you know, we're going to have to play it step by step. And do you think this is going to be a a positive thing? Because, you know, I think one of the things a lot of people are concerned about is once AI is being widely used to generate emails, that the volume of marketing emails could be almost unmanageable to deal with the inbound emails you get. Right. Absolutely. And I think there's going to be solutions that help you manage your inbox after. (laughs) There are already some out there. So, yes, you have to kind of go back to the beginning of the interview where I mentioned When we conduct outreach, we're creating value. We're not just asking people to do something for us. So what what we facilitate with Respana is these mutual beneficial collaborations. For example, kind of going back to that podcast uh, interview, podcast hosts are on the hunt for good guests, and they welcome good guests to come onto their podcast. So if Respana helps you find those podcasts that are a perfect fit and reaches out to them and actually does the research to know that there is a fit and sends you a personalized pitch. This is something from a podcast host perspective. If you get three or four different pitches, good pitches from suitable guests, that's something that you would welcome because then now you have a pool of candidates of interviewees that you can pick from, right? So it's not to say that this is going to necessarily spam your inbox, but also just putting better guests in front of you from that Mm -hmm. perspective. So um, you know, the way I would look at it is as long as it's done for good, it's never a bad idea to do more good, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> no, it, it makes a lot of sense. And it's certainly worked with us. I mean, we turn down the vast majority of pitches we get for guests on on our podcast. So whatever you, you did through Respona definitely worked for us. So that's great. I, I'm interested to know, I mean, I, I, I'm aware of your time. And, and uh, there's a couple of questions we like to ask people. So 
I'm really interested to know, if you were talking to a young person today, would you say marketing's a career to go into or would you advise them to maybe look elsewhere? That is a very great question. I think it comes down to what you're good at, right? Because marketing could be a great field to be in if you're if that's something that you're passionate about and you really like, as cheesy as it sounds. And it could be horrible for a person that may not necessarily like the nuances that goes into it. So if a young person is listening to this, I would say do look at what you do on your free time and, and see what you do for free. That you it's not for work, it's not for money. You do it out of your own entertainment. And it could be sports, it could be, uh, you know, it could be whatever that you do and, and see if that's the type of area that you're interested in to, to look at as a career. So that's what I would leave it as. I think that's great advice. I love that. And we also like to, to steal a few good ideas from our guests as well. So I'm interested to know what's the best bit of marketing advice you've ever been given? That there's no one size fit all strategy. Um, you know, I, when I started in my career, I was looking at other companies on how they were doing their marketing, and I would try to copy a lot of those ideas, and they all, most of them didn't turn out to bear any fruit, even though it worked for another business. So I, instead of kind of focusing on what other companies are doing, what really worked for us has been kind of talking to our customers, understanding how they come, come across a solution like ours, and having that face-to-face -face interaction really directs a lot of our marketing strategy. So I guess that 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 would be something I would say is that it, so I wish I knew this sooner is that instead of looking at words, kind of look inwards when it comes to marketing. I love that. And that's also a great way to get more creativity into marketing, which I think is a real positive thing. Absolutely. So Farza, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm sure there's a lot of people that would like to, you know, maybe ask questions or, or just learn more about Respona. So what's the, the best place for them to go to either contact you or find out about Respona? Well, my name is Farzad Rashidi. Aren't a whole lot of us out there, so I stick out like a sore thumb on LinkedIn. <laughs> That's the best, best way to get a hold of me is, uh, is just to look up my name on LinkedIn. That's awesome. Farzad, thanks so much for being a guest and sharing your insights. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing B2B Tech. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast application. If you'd like to know more, please visit our website at napierb2b.com or contact me directly on LinkedIn.